Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. I train you, I teach you, I coach you to speak English fluently. You speak English powerfully. You speak English confidently. You speak English effortlessly. You think in English when you train with my VIP program. My VIP program. You commit. Don't quit. You commit, don't quit. You commit to my VIP program at Effortless EnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join, commit, don't quit. You will succeed at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about active English. Active English. How to energize your English learning. How to energize your English learning. You know, energy, motivation. These are problems sometimes when learning English. And especially in the school system, we know it's very low energy. Most English classes are very, very, very low energy, right? Students just sitting, sitting, sitting on their butt in the classroom for an hour or more. Not really moving. There's not much excitement. There's not much energy. Um, and this makes the learning slower and less effective. So you want the opposite of that. You want a high energy high motivation level for your own English learning. And I'll talk about today some little tricks, some little techniques, some little fun things you can do to make your English learning more energetic, more active, therefore more powerful, more effective, faster results, faster results, and more fun. Now, today we're live on YouTube again. Um, I said, you know, with Facebook... The problem is the software, the software company now, they know about the problem. They're working to fix it, but I'm waiting though. They'll have to do another upgrade, I'm sure, to fix the problem with the Facebook comments. So until then, until the Facebook comments are fixed, they might, I don't know how long, you know, it's not my company. It's another company that does this. Just, I like their software. It's They're a very good company. The, the software is excellent. But um, yeah, just this one time, they have a little problem. So I don't know. The next update is, you know, two days or two weeks. I don't know. But until then, until then, I'll be live on YouTube. We'll do live YouTube shows instead of Facebook. So we've got our YouTube audience. Luckily, most of you also, most of our regular audience, our regulars, our most, uh, our best supporters uh, are also here on YouTube because I recognize your names and your profile pics sometimes. Like Ibrahim Ali, like Emmanuel Esposito. For example, Vladislav, of course. Nice to see you. Bupendra as well. All right, so I'm just scrolling through very fast, just uh, looking at some of the names. Elena... Good to see you all. All right. Well, guys, let me get started. Let me just talk about the topic. You know how it works. I will talk about the topic, then I'll come back to the comments and questions. Okay? So let's do it. 
All right, active English. So as I said, one of the problems, one of the big problems with school learning, the way English, really not only English, everything, is taught in school is a very, very passive, low energy process, right? If you think about your school, think about the average high school class or university class. What is it? You'll see you've got a lot of students. In high school, what, 30 to 40 students, something like that, in a class. They're sitting at a desk, and the teacher stands in front of the class and talks and talks and talks. And that's it. What do the students do? Well, they're just sitting. And typically, if you're watching on video, I'll show you, they kind of slouch, right? They kind of, they'll kind of lean back and they get lower and lower and lower in their chair during the class. Maybe they start sitting up completely, but by the end of the class, a lot of students, they're, they're really, they're low, low, almost like trying, like they're trying to fall asleep in their chair, right? And this, this sinking down, this dropping down into the chair is, is exactly what happens to their energy because that's what's happening. Their energy is dropping, dropping, dropping during the class. Their physical energy, for sure, because they're not moving at all. They're just sitting and they're not moving at all. So when, when your body sits still for a long time, your energy will drop. Your physical energy will drop and drop and drop. But the thing is, guess what? This also connects to uh, mental energy, right? Things like, you know, like concentration ability, motivation, even emotional energy. They're all connected to your body. So when you don't move your body for one hour or more, you're sitting in a chair watching a lecture, watching a class, but you're not moving at all. There's no emotional excitement also, right? I mean, most English classes, most English teachers, they're not very exciting. <laughs> they're not very interesting even, right? They're not talking about interesting topics. They're talking about grammar and vocab usually. So, you've got the low emotional energy because of the topic. You've got the low physical energy. This makes your brain basically fall asleep. Not completely, but almost like half asleep. And this means your concentration goes down so you learn less, you remember less, everything is less, 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 lower, lower, lower because of the low, low energy in the class. And that's a big problem. If you read my book, I describe this problem more and I give you a lot of uh, solutions to this problem, but I'll just talk about a couple today. And sometimes students do fall asleep. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes they'll completely, <laughs> right? I used to do this too, like you, you put your hand on, your head on your hand, right? And then you kind of look down, or maybe the other hand, because I'm right hand. And you, you pretend you're making notes and you're looking down at your desk, but actually your eyes are closed and you're, you're almost half asleep. You ever done that in the class? I have. <laughs> um, so you got the idea. So we want the opposite of that. We want the opposite of that. You want the opposite of that. You're now the boss of your own English learning. So you don't, you want high energy because... The opposite is also true. When your body is energized, when you have high physical energy, then your brain gets more energized, your concentration is better, and when you add emotion as well, when you have some kind of uh, stronger emotions like excitement, enthusiasm, happiness, curiosity, 
When you add these positive emotions and make them stronger, then your brain like really, really, really wakes up. And then you remember better. You concentrate better. Your motivation is better. Everything is better. And therefore, you learn faster and you learn better. You improve faster. All of these things. So we need this higher level of energy when learning. And you need it when learning English. So how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, let me tell you, like, what do I do, you know, as a teacher? When I teach a class, and I mean, now I just teach online, but let's say in the past when I'm teaching a class, when I do a big seminar, like I'll do a seminar usually four hours or more, four to five hours, sometimes six hours long, right? So maybe like a thousand people, two thousand people, they're coming, they listen to me speak for four hours, five hours, six hours, let's say five hours. That's a long time to listen to me talk about English learning. It's a long time. To be sitting in a chair, usually in these with these big seminars, then you know the chairs are close together, and so very easy to become again lower energy. So what do I do? Well, as a teacher, probably about every let's say twenty minutes, we I have dance breaks during my <laughs> classes and my seminars where I play fun, loud, crazy music, and everybody in the class. Me too, on the stage. We all jump, jump. We First we dance around and then we jump as high as we can and we scream and we yell and ah, we go crazy and we raise our energy back up. Ah! And then everyone sits down. Now the energy is high again. So I continue talking. Continue talking. But everyone's sitting in a chair again, right? So slowly the energy will drop, 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 drop. So another 20 minutes or another 30 minutes later, I do it again. We do something else. Sometimes, again, maybe I do a dance thing. We dance or we jump and go crazy. Sometimes I do something silly, some silly game, something funny to get everyone laughing. But always, everyone has to stand up. They have to jump around. They have to get their physical body activated. And also emotionally, we scream, we yell in a happy way. Yeah, yeah, we go crazy, jumping up and down. We do funny, silly things so everybody gets laughing. So we raise the energy. Like every 20, every 30 minutes, I raise the emotional energy very high. I raise the physical energy high. Therefore, the mental energy goes high and better concentration, more enjoyment, faster learning, better understanding, all of these benefits. That's what I do as a teacher and as a speaker. I do this as a public speaker or as a teacher in a class. But you are now learning at home, so you're not in a class. You're not in my class at home, in my, or my seminar. So what can you do? Well, you can do the same idea. So there's two ways you can do this. One is like the big excitement. Do a dance break. That's right, Bufendra. Do a dance, do a dance break yourself, especially when you're at your home, like you're in your own room. Every 30 minutes, take a break from English, you know, pause your lessons or pause your VIP lessons, pause the podcast, whatever, and play your, your the music you love the most, high energy music, not depressing music, okay? Play something fun and high energy and just jump around and dance. Wah! Just like two minutes, five minutes, just short, a short little break and just dance or just jump up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do that kind of thing. Just jumping up and down and yelling. If you have neighbors or something, you can be quiet. You can just jump up and down and smile, right? 
Something like this. Something like this. This will energize you very, very, very quickly. Another thing you could do, you could do some tough exercise like get on the ground, do 20 push-ups, do 30 push-ups, do 50 push-ups if you can. Boom, 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 boom. Do those push-ups really fast. Do nice, tough push-ups. This, again, will energize your body, energize your mind. Then back to English again. Now you're energized, your body and mind and emotions are energized, and then you go back to English again. And you just keep doing this. You do this every 20 minutes. You know, it's up, it depends on you. If you need, do it every 15 minutes. If you get sleepy fast, if you get tired fast, do it every 15 minutes. If your energy stays high, well, you can do it once every 30 minutes. You could do it every 45 minutes. You could do it once an hour. It's up to you. So that's one way to do it. Kind of the fun way, the crazy fun way. Now, another way to do it is something I talk about a lot, which is to listen to English while you're walking. Go outdoors. Go outdoors with your, you know, your phone or your iPod or whatever and your earphones and go for a long walk. Go for a one-hour walk. Go for a two-hour walk and listen to English while you're walking. The walking will automatically energize you. You're not going to fall asleep while you're walking. <laughs> so, again, your body will be nice and energized on these long walks. This will help your mind become energized and this will give you, again, better concentration. And also you get stimulation like your eyes. As you're walking, you can look around at the people, the buildings, nature. And as you do this, this keeps your brain awake also as you listen to English. So this is another way to keep that, you know, what, what I would call active English. I think this is the best way. Now, if I have a class, I can't teach my class while we all walk. So that's why I do the high energy breaks. But alone, when you're learning at home, the walking is probably the best. Now you're getting a great fitness benefit. It's very healthy to walk one hour or two hours a day. Very healthy. And you're getting English at the same time, keeping your brain awake, learning better, better concentration, having more fun, and exercising your body, better health, all of these benefits at the same time. That's active English. So you've got to do this. You must manage this, okay? You must manage your energy. So much of learning English is managing your energy to keep it high. And when it starts dropping, you have to do these things to get it higher again. Very important. Very important. Now, also, by the way, you know, just walking is great for you in general. You know, I've been doing a lot of walking lately, a lot of rucking. And uh, one thing I love, because since I have two new babies, um, walking something I can do with my babies. You know, I can wear, have a baby carrier, wear my baby, carry my baby, and we just walk around. And usually I'll walk, now I'm walking about two hours a day um, with my baby, with, with the daughter, specifically our daughter, with our baby girl. Um, and she likes it. It's very relaxing for her. Most of the time she falls asleep. Sometimes she looks around. It's kind of interesting for her. Um, and it's great for me that her weight gives me a little extra work, <laughs> a little bit extra fitness benefit. And uh, I love it. I get to walk around, look at, look around, look at people. It's really great. So this is so great because you can find ways to do things like this. So even if you have a child, you could, uh, you could take, especially if you have a baby, you could carry your baby with you, go for a long walk and listen to English 
all at the same time. Triple benefit. Triple benefit. So there you go. Really simple. I've talked about this topic before and I'll mention it again. I'd like to remind you about it because um, it's very important. Sometimes I get questions about motivation. Well, this is one way to help your motivation because you, when your energy is high, your motivation usually will be high too. All right. We can go to questions and comments now. That's the basic idea. So give this a try. If you're not doing this already, please please do it. You know, this this is the beginning of my book. I talk a lot about this these kinds of topics, the importance of energy and motivation. That's why in my book, the first part of my book is about energy and motivation and psychology. The first part of my book is not about English learning methods. That's the second half. The first half is about this kind of stuff because this stuff is just as important, maybe more important. I think probably more important. Yeah, like so Bufendra says, I do exercises like push-ups and pull-ups when I listen to your podcast. See, great. Turn on the podcast. If you have speakers, turn them on. You have a pull-up bar in your room. You could just, you could do pull-ups. You could do push-ups. You could do some of your workout and listen to my podcast or my lessons. Keeps you energized. Really great idea. Yeah, like Emmanuel says, the main issue is anytime after dining, after eating, you feel very tired. Therefore, you have to engage your body and do um, meditation for increasing your energy. Yeah, you could do meditation too. Meditation is also a good one. Or you just uh, do some walking. Walking is great because walking is gentle. So you can do walking, you know, you can eat a big meal right? Be full. Blah. Maybe you can't do a hard workout right after you eat, you know, like lifting hard weights or something or running fast because uh, maybe you throw up. <laughs> but uh, you can go for a nice gentle walk and that will help your digestion and it will increase your energy as well. Hikam Elkayadi says, you're a different AJ. I appreciate what you are doing. Well, thank you. I guess I am different, a little different. And Abraham says, this is my favorite. Abraham Ali, this is my favorite way to do it, walking. Yeah, mine too. Mine is walking. I love, That's my favorite. I love walking. But Europe says, uh, Europe, I think, I don't know, Europe. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, at the gym will be great. You can do it at the gym. That's right. You can listen while you're at the gym as well. Now, be careful if you're lifting heavy weights because lifting heavy weights requires concentration. Like, I don't know. Everyone's different. For me, when I, if, if I'm lifting, like doing something very difficult physically, like lifting a heavy weight, like a deadlift, a heavy deadlift for me, um, I don't want any distractions. So no, I don't want to listen to lessons. I don't want to listen to a podcast. I don't even want to listen to music when I'm doing that. I want to be totally focused on the deadlift and my technique because it's it's a very, very hard exercise. Um, so just be careful if you're doing very difficult, heavy weights. But if you're doing more light exercises, you know, where they're not so, not don't require so much concentration, then yeah, go for it. You, a lot of people can jog and still listen to things and focus on them. 
Khadija says, the song Just Dance. Yeah, you could do that too. Just dance. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. David Bowie. All right, let me just jump down here really quick. Ooh, you guys are typing fast now. Yeah, Noong says, I also... Now, this is another thing you can do. I also listen to your audio while I'm doing some work. Yeah, you know, this the podcast especially is a good one you can listen almost like background. Okay, there's kind of two kinds of listening you can do. One is very focused, where you're very concentrated on what you're listening to. Right. This is especially if you're using my lessons, you should do them with a lot of focus. You should not be distracted thinking about something else. Focus, focus, focus. But when you have extra time, like if you're at work in your office, if you can listen to audio while you're working, um, you can have kind of what you might call a partial or background listening where you're kind of listening, but you're not. It's not 100 percent. That just gives you like a little extra, you know, extra time, extra hours of listening. And you can do that too. The podcast is good for that. Yeah, Rashid says, what about listening to the podcast while driving? Perfect. Perfect. Driving's a great thing. Yes. You can listen while driving. For sure you can. Or if you don't drive a car, you can listen when you're on a bus, on the train, the subway. Right, going to work, going, coming back from work. Anytime you're like traveling around, if you, uh, if you have a car, you can listen in the car. It's a great idea. Noreddin Atiki says, "Hi Jay, I follow you from two years ago. I've improved a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. I always like to hear success stories. Thank you, and good congratulations to you." All right, Emmanuel Esposito again. I've got a question related to school. Is it normal that most teachers are very entrenched in terms of studying because they always want you to do a certain drill or studying with boring books? Yes, entrenched means like they are um, stuck. Stuck, like they can't change. Well, for sure, right? The whole system is entrenched. The whole system is stuck. And that includes the teachers. Yes, most teachers just do the same exact thing every time using the textbooks, using, you know, they're just following through the textbooks, doing the drills in the textbooks, doing the exercises in the textbooks. That's it. Most teachers don't think much more than that. It's easy for them. It's kind of almost mindless for them. It's easy. They don't need to plan um, you know, like when I do a class, it's high energy, man. I'm tired at the end. At the end of my seminars, um, you know, when I do those big five-hour seminars, I'm tired, okay? Because I'm jumping and running around on the stage and doing all these dance things and going crazy and um, just using all of my energy, my full energy. So, you know, that night I'm exhausted, Right? After, after I'm really tired, I usually go get something, you know, go to dinner with the organizers. And even at dinner, I'm usually pretty tired. And then I go back to my hotel and I just crash and I'm exhausted. Okay? So, it's very, it's a high, it's high energy work. It's very tiring. Same thing, you know, teaching in a class, doing that every day. It's tiring. 
So this is why most teachers don't want to do it, right? It's because they get too tired. Reading from a textbook and telling the students to do the exercises in the textbook is low energy, requires no energy at all. And so, you know, it's easier. It's much easier for them. But it's not as good for the students. That's the problem. Okay, um, Namaz says, How's it going? I'm listening to your podcast while relaxing or going somewhere. How will it be if there's some music playing slowly while you're speaking? What do you think? Um, as long as it's an instrumental music, instrumental music is fine. So, in other words, no words, no, no, uh, no singing, no words. If, you, if, you're, if it's singing, then that's going to distract you, right? You're going to... If it's in English, then you're going to be hearing English from the song and English from me. It's confusing. Um, or if it's um, even in your own language, then you're getting two languages. So, you know, classical music would be great. Even things like, you know, jazz and anything that's just music without words would be the best for the background. So, yeah, you could play Mozart or Beethoven. That, some stuff like that would be totally fine. Alireza F, I have a question. I quit social media, Twitter and Instagram a month ago. Congratulations, good for you. What do you think about social media? I don't like it. For learning English, is social media useful or harmful? You don't need it. You don't need it. Listen to my lessons or listen to podcasts, read books. You don't need social media. You don't need it. You know, the people who follow me on social media, they can ask, you, you know, you, you can ask me some questions, you know, when I'm going live, and, you know, it's useful, a few useful things. Um, and that's fine. That's why I do it. But you, you don't need it, you know, or you could just check really quickly and see if I'm going live or something or ask me a quiz, quiz, qu quick question. But in general, um, yeah, you're fine. Don't, good for you. I think it's good that you quit social media. Yeah, Elena says, now see, some people are more like Elena. I can't do two things at the same time. I prefer to have a coffee while listening or learning instead of working or driving. And that's also fine, right? Some people prefer they don't want to be driving or being distracted or even walking. They prefer to just sit quietly, maybe drink a coffee or a tea and listen and really focus, really focus. That's also fine. Just energize yourself. The main thing is, if you start getting a little tired or sleepy, stand up, go for a walk, take a break, get your body and mind energized again. That's the key point. You guys suddenly started talking, sorry, typing fast. I'm trying to catch up now. All right. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Okay, well, you know, Med says, I love to stay in bed calm when listening to your podcast. And you know what, Med? That's fine. That's totally fine. As long as your brain is, you know, you have good concentration, you're awake, you're not getting sleepy. That's fine. You know, that's the key point is your brain needs to be active and focused and energetic. Your brain needs to be awake and really focused. So if, if you can lay down and you, you can concentrate well 
and you don't get sleepy, then it's okay. But if you start getting sleepy, stand up, energize yourself, and keep going. Now, in says, when I walk or run and listen to Effortless English, I can't feel the time. Yeah, see, this is great. You'll listen like one hour or two hours or more, and it feels very fast, right? This is one of the great things when you're doing these things and walking or running. Um, it really makes that time go quickly. Yeah, like Zineb says, Zineb Tlatini, sitting on a chair is like sitting on fire for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now listening to you while I'm walking and doing my tasks. Yeah, I'm the same. I like the move, man. I, I, I hate sitting and laying around. I like to be walking around moving most of the day. <laughs> Okay, so Serdar Anorazov. Hi, AJ. I want to practice four hours per day. Fantastic. That's great. And now I don't know what exactly to practice for speaking and listening. Of course, writing would be better too. My advice is don't worry about writing for a while. Focus on listening, mostly just on listening and reading. So you've got four hours a day. It's up to you, but you, I would do, you know, Part of it, um, do it listening and part reading. Maybe when you're at home, do some reading, maybe an hour of reading a day and three hours of listening a day. If you get tired of the listening, then increase, you, could, you know, you can change it around. You could do three hours of reading and one hour of listening. It just, you know, depends on your mood. But that's what I would do for about six months, just focusing on listening and reading only. Then at, after six months, then you could start adding in more like speaking type practice. Try to find a conversation partner or work on your pronunciation. Get my pronunciation course, something like that. And then do that for another three or four months. Then maybe after one year, you can focus on writing. Writing is always the last one that I, in my opinion. <laughs> Reem. Why are the Australian Irish accents are too difficult to understand? Although I understand 100% perfectly American, British, and Canadian. That's because they're difficult. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I went to Ireland. Uh, when was it? Eight years ago, nine years ago. And uh, sometimes I could not understand the people. It was very difficult for me also, um, you know, as an American and a native speaker, to understand some, not all, but some of the Irish people with Heavy accents, heavy Irish or regional accents um, were very tough for me too. So it's just normal. It's because you're not used to it. You know, if you lived in Ireland, you'd get used to it and then the Irish accent would be easy for you. But the Irish accents is less common. You know, the American and Canadian are almost the same. A few small differences, but basically they're the same North American accent. Very, very close. You hear these accents, this American accent on TV, movies, uh, podcasts, me, <laughs> all the time. So you're used to it, no problem. The British accent, especially that common, most common one, the standard one we could call it, is also very common. There's lots of British media you can listen to. So you're used to both of those. But you probably don't listen to much Irish, I'm guessing. 
and you probably don't watch much uh, Australian TV. So that's why. If you, you, you could get used to them pretty quickly though. You just probably would need a few months of focusing on it. It's nothing to worry about. Don't worry about those, uh, we'll call them smaller accents, meaning less common. Lisa, hey Lisa, it always helps me in English, learning when I walk in nature and listen to the lessons and podcasts. Nature relaxes me and my brain gets more oxygen, so it works much better. Absolutely, exactly, yes. I agree. Employee. Afaf wants me to pronounce the word employee. Employee. There you go. Oh, yeah. Zuzlina, our singer, I believe. Musician. I want to write my own songs in English. I listen to English podcasts every day, not only yours. I read articles in English I'm interested in. I want to take your VIP course. Can you give me some tips? You're doing everything right. You're doing everything necessary. Do all of that. Um, since you're interested in songwriting, eventually, you know, start listening to songs in English and uh, read the lyrics. You get a feeling for them. Don't worry if you don't understand the lyrics because the words of the songs, because sometimes they're very hard to understand, even even like me, because they don't make sense. It's more like poetry. There's The direct meaning is not obvious. So don't worry about that, but just to get a feeling for, you know, songwriting. I'm not a songwriter or I'm not a musician, so that's the best advice I can give you. Rashid, how much do you charge for your seminar? Uh, to host my seminar, you just um, email my assistant. We have a whole information packet. Um, AJEnglishbook at gmail.com. AJEnglishbook at gmail.com. That's my assistant's email. Email her if you want information about me doing a seminar. I offer you to come to India for a seminar. I'd love to come to India for a seminar. That would be cool. Cleefy, hello to you again. We're lucky to meet a coach like you. No boredom. We enjoy our learning. We smile. We laugh. We fill our mind with interesting topics. Life with you becomes very easy and comfortable. Thank you, Cleefy. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> just that's exactly what I'm trying to do try to make English interesting fun for you the topics keep you energized keep you motivated keep you interested wow somehow this is amazing Joksongir you helped me to learn not only English but Russian wow how did you do that I don't even speak Russian come to Uzbekistan taste Palov hmm, I don't, what's that I'm not I'm sure you will like it. Well, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Vladislav. Again, hey, Vladislav. Hope you're doing well today. Have you heard about the Finnish school system? I've somewhat heard of them. They tell all Finnish school kids are excited, taught to be creative, energetic. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true either. You know, I've heard that the Finnish school system is better than most. I've heard that it's better than most, that, that they're more open, they're more creative, that, that they do some things that are much, much better than most countries. Now, whether it's still bad or not, I don't know, because I've never been to Finland, and I'm not sure. 
But I, I do hear they have some interesting things they do that generally are better than most school systems. So, you know, that's good. That's good. Hey to Brazil, uh, Anderson. Oh, Med, Med is asking, if I listen to your podcast and write at the same time, like dictation, will it help me improve my writing skills? Maybe. The only problem is that, you know, um, spoken English, the style of speaking English and written English are different. So, you know, written English has tougher rules. It's more strict. It's more formal generally. Um, so, like the way I speak and the way I write are different. Right. I don't now I do write very conversationally. I have a very uh, direct, sh uh, short, simple writing style. I do my best to do that, but it's still not exactly the same as me speaking. It's, you know, when I speak, I might suddenly only say half a sentence. I don't use full sentences. I might make a few grammar mistakes sometimes. Um, use some idioms, use some slang, all these things that I would not usually do in writing. Yes, um, well, this is a great idea. Meppen says, it would be great if you invite your effortless English students to share their success stories about learning English. Absolutely, I do. Share them on social media. You know, send them to me and I always will retweet or repost any success story you send me. So, uh, lots of people do this on Gab, you'll see. I get a lot of them on Gab. A lot of you have uh, on Gab who follow me. Um, Will tell, write me kind of long success stories and I'll share them with everybody else. It's very nice. I appreciate them always. On Gab, it's AJ Hogue. You follow me at AJ Hogue on Gab.com. Hey, Russia. Okay, now, Marilda, this is a nice question. Um, Marilda. Where can I find a teacher to practice in English and correct me in, in my speaking? You don't need, you don't want correction. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do it. Please don't ask someone to correct your spoken English. Don't do it. Now for writing, it's different, okay? Writing, uh, correction is fine, okay? But for speaking, don't ask someone to correct you. You know why? It will destroy your fluency. It will destroy your fluency, okay? Because they'll, you'll start constantly worrying about making a mistake as you speak and this will cause you to to pause and to hesitate and to stop and to get nervous it will destroy it okay forget it it doesn't matter when you speak when you speak you can make mistakes and nobody cares nobody cares okay in writing you know like for a job or something serious like school you don't want to make mistakes right i, I understand that and for writing you can go very slowly you can take five days to write one letter if you want to you can go very slowly. You can ask someone to correct the mistakes. You can write it again. You can rewrite it three times, four times, five times. So that's fine. But in speaking, there's you, you cannot do any of that. In speaking, you need some speed. Speed of understanding, you're listening, and some speed of speaking. You don't need to be super fast, but you need to get the words out. And if you constantly, someone's correcting you all the time, it will dis Please don't do it. It will make a really bad habit and you'll, you won't be able to speak um, smoothly anymore. Your fluency will be completely destroyed. So don't ask someone to do that. That's, it's a bad idea.
AJ, you're doing a dance break. Um, how can you get energy? Well, that's why I try to have a good shape. You know, I exercise every day. I walk two hours or more every day. I do push-ups and pull-ups and things like that. I'm now, you know, I'm fasting. I try to eat well. So I've got to keep my energy up because it is. It's a workout, man. If so, that yeah, if there's a fat, lazy uh, teacher who's weak, they can't teach the way I can. They can't do it. They don't have enough energy. It'll, it'll, they'll be exhausted after one time and they'll never be able to do it again. So, yes, I have a very high energy way of teaching. And that's why I have to stay in good physical shape. You know, I'm 51. So, I got to stay in good shape to keep doing that. Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Good to see you again. Patrick's... Let me see if I can get your last name. Cinnamini. When you love English so much, you magically learn it from scratch. I've learned it so much with you, AJ. Thanks for your system. My pronunciation improved very fast. Let's cherish English. See, Patrick is 100% right. The more you really love it and enjoy it, and it just it's just enjoyable and interesting to you, you will learn so much faster. You won't be worried about test scores all the time. You won't be stressed about, am I improving today? Oh, you just love to enjoy the process of it so much that... You, you, you forget you're doing it and the, the improvement feels magical, like he says. Excellent point, Patrick. Hey, Abra. Thanks to your lives, I met a wonderful girl who lives in Bangkok. I'm so happy. Hey, congratulations, man. That's great. Excellent. Well, cool. So, I'm, I'm curious if you went to Thailand and met her or you met her online and uh, I don't know, but... Anyway, very nice. I love Thailand. I love Thai people. Bangkok's a cool city. Sharera 1990 says, How many times in every day should I study your teaching? I'd say minimum two hours a day listening. Two hours a day listening. Minimum. More is better, of course, but try to do that. All right. Sorry, guys. Trying to catch up. You guys are go typing very fast. <sighs> okay, so here's Mer Mervinur. Teacher, to listen English was very difficult for me at first, but now it doesn't seem that hard. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always hardest at the beginning. The beginning is the hardest part. I personally hate it myself. I hate it. Um... So, you know, the, the, the beginning few months, couple months, few months is, it's really boring because it's hard. You can't really find, for the beginner level, it's very hard to find anything interesting, right? Any interesting content, any interesting audios or videos or uh, books even. Very hard at the when you know almost nothing. Um, all the interesting things are too difficult. So, it's hard. It's really, that's the hard part for me at least. It's just the beginning. All of you are past that already. So, now you can just enjoy. Just enjoy real stuff. 
<laughs> Bufender's asking, can you tell me your car living story in short? I could do another podcast about this sometime. Uh, I, I will, actually. Bufender, it's a pretty long story, actually. Um, but in short, I uh, was reading, I was inspired by a book written by Henry David Thoreau called Walden. I wanted to make my life super, super, super simple. And I thought, and I wanted financial freedom. I wanted financial freedom, but I was poor. I was poor. I was not rich. I was a social worker, okay? And I wanted to just uh, quit my job and live, you know, for a, like a long time, not no working. Just like, like, like when I was young, you know, I would have a whole summer of no work. And I missed the freedom. So I thought, but I'm poor. I'm a social worker. I don't have much money. So how can I do this? And I realized, well, my rent, rent is the most expensive, you know, the, my biggest expense, most expensive thing I have to pay every month was rent on my apartment. So I thought, well, how can I cut my expenses super, super low? And I thought, well, I have a car, an old car. and I, I, I bought it, no loan, I already paid for. So I thought, well, I could live in my car. I could, uh, uh, like make a make make a little bed inside my car. Maybe you know, uh, do some adjust. You know, do some things in my car to live in there. I had a dog too, so me and my dog both we lived in my car. And then I started. I found some uh, interesting, uh, very interesting books at the time about living in a car, living in a van. And so I just decided to do it. I did it. Um, I quit my job and I left my apartment and I gave away almost all of my. All my furniture I gave away, uh, like so my, only everything I owned was inside my car, like in the trunk, in the back of my car. Um, and it was amazing. It was a great experience. It was a wonderful summer. Uh, I, I lived this one whole summer in my car. Really, really nice. Then I went to teach in Japan after that. But then when I came back from Japan, I lived in a van, so a little bit larger, right? I bought another vehicle, a van. And uh, I lived in my van for one year, a whole year. So again, no rent, free rent. So um, yeah, it was amazing. I'll just do a remind me sometime on Gab, and I'll uh, I'll do a whole podcast about it because it was a really cool experience. Both of them, the car and the van, were both really great experiences. Hmm. <laughs> Alexi, if you're a taxi driver, be careful when listening to AJ in the car because if you take, if you'll take a tough teacher and he'll hear that the common method is completely crap, he'll be cursed. Yeah, you know, if your customer is a, a teacher, he, he won't want to hear it. <laughs> Good point. Okay, Anand says, now I'm following you a year. I understand you 100%. But when I listen to other native speakers, I can't understand them without subtitles. Well, so you're used to me. You're used to my accent. You're used to my way of speaking. It's normal. What's going wrong? Nothing wrong. My recommendation is to use my movie technique. This will help you get used to other accents, idioms, other things. You're ready for that now, Anand. So, uh, again, go on my YouTube channel and you'll see movie technique. Movie technique. Watch that video and then use that method. Use that technique and you'll jump up and you'll start understanding others as well quite easily. 
Elena again. I get a lot of energy while listening to your lessons or shows. They're compelling me so much. I don't even need to do anything else to get energy. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, right? If the topic is super interesting to you, if the topic is interesting, the speaker is interesting, then you don't need to jump around so much. You're already interested. So, yeah, you just, you know, those are techniques. Um, those are techniques to use when you get tired. Uh, Abra also asking about my kids. They're doing great now. Very well. We're quite happy. A little tired. Yesterday, I did no show yesterday because I was exhausted by the babies. <laughs> they were just... Sometimes, uh, just all day, you know, kind of difficulty. We had a doctor's appointment. We, uh, um, there's just, you know, some day, you know, all the parents know. Some days, those babies make you tired. <laughs> And yesterday was one of those really tiring days. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, this is cool. Ahmad says, My children have memorized the story, the Sophie story, which had to play Tiger Woods in golf. Because of the repetition in the phone, they didn't, but they do not know its meaning. Right, well, see, this is cool. So they, your children know the story. They know the vocab. They, they've heard the words. They're getting used to the English sounds. They recognize words now. So all you need to do as, as uh, their father, teach them the meaning now. Teach them the meaning of the words. Start to, you can teach them some of the vocab. Little by little. If they're small, you know, go slowly. Just keep playing that one story and then gradually teach them the meaning, you know, maybe one word a day. Teach them, oh, this, this word means this. Can you hear this word? Can See if you hear when AJ says this word. You know, like golf or play or whatever, right? And then little by little by that, like this, they'll learn the whole story and they'll actually understand it too. That's a great way to teach children, your own children. The Laylar Show says, I really like your videos. I've improved a lot. Please upload more videos. I can speak more nicely. Well, I do one almost every day. Ali says, how can you contact you privately? Same email address, ajenglishbook at gmail. Tien, with a Jim Rohn picture, I believe. Thanks for uh, helping me be a better person, not just about learning English. You're welcome. Liz from Kenya. You may be the first Kenyan that said hello. Hey, Liz. Nice to see you. Welcome. Ah, okay. Now, here's something very interesting. Uh, Patrick, again. Can you recommend reading manga? There's one called Geppetto. It has good content, similar to Animal Farm, very explicit about the Matrix world. Well, cool. I'll check it out. Geppetto. Is that... Um, is that um, 
I'm guessing, of course, it's in English. I'm just curious if it's originally in English or originally Japanese or... Um, but anyway, yes, manga and comic books are great for English and for reading. If you enjoy reading comics, if you enjoy reading manga in English, if you enjoy reading um, like graphic novels, which is kind of like a long comic book, um, they're all fine. They're all good. They have dialogue too. They have a lot of like dialogue, like characters talking to each other. You, you'll get more idioms and more of a conversational kind of English. So yeah, those are all great. Very good. Ishmael says, Hi, AJ. I'm addicted to your lessons right now. Uh, I can speak with anyone. I use your method, natural law, in learning English. Thank you, my best coach. Thank you. That's very nice. And congratulations. Keep going. Keep going. Alice in Wonderland with an interesting request. You're the best lecturer in the world. Please talk about the hunchback of Notre Dame, the merchant of Ventus, Venice, sorry, just Shakespeare, and Charles Holmes. Well, we could add those to our book list. Now, Shakespeare, mm, we can't really do Shakespeare because Shakespeare is not modern English. Um, maybe I could find some kind of modern version of the story. All those Shakespeare plays are really cool. Julius Caesar is fantastic. It's probably my favorite, Julius Caesar. <laughs> Being Muzamil says, open your open a school in Pakistan for kids. I promise you'll get 5,000 students in just one month. <laughs> uh, we'll see, maybe in the future. Okay, Bezad says, I have a problem with many stories. Some are very long, like one hour or more. I understand all of them for the first time. And I'm bored in repetition. What should I do? This is when you want to start, you know, again, watch some of my YouTube videos about pronunciation. Because I'll give you some techniques like the shadowing technique that you can use with the mini stories. So what you have to do is if the when the mini story becomes easy for you if, and if it's easy in the beginning, then you have to start challenging yourself, making it more difficult for you. You try to answer the questions faster without pausing answering out loud. If that's easy or when that's easy, then you start to do the shadowing technique where you're speaking along with me at the same time. You're listening and speaking along with me and trying to copy my pronunciation all at the same time. Probably not easy. So give try that because it's quite challenging. It will give your brain a challenge. So then it will become interesting again. So this is important. You got to keep challenging yourself. Let me jump down to the bottom because I'm really behind here. Irina asks, what's your opinion about 5G technology? I know some people are worried about it, but I honestly have no opinion because I, I don't know anything about it. So I'll have to do more research about that. Oh, Vladislav, what about is suggesting a book for Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury for a book club? Yeah, it's on my list. For sure, we will do that. It's another dystopia. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to get too depressed. We have to. We have to space out the dystopia. You know the the dystopia um, books, which are about like mind control and thought control and propaganda. Um, there are some really good ones about those topics, but they are a bit depressing, like we're seeing with Brave New World. So I don't want to just only do those because then we all get depressed. So our next fiction book will be something 
positive and uplifting and motivating and happy. <laughs> um, but for Fahrenheit 451 is a great book. And yes, I, I do want to do it in the future. It's a good suggestion. Zaina says, how can you recommend me to find a solution? Um, how did you settle down in Japan? I want to travel to China or Japan and I want to study there. What should I do? Well, I, um, for a few things, I mean, I, I worked in Japan, so I taught English here three times, three different times. Oh, wait, wait. Mm, two, two times. <laughs> I taught English two times and then I uh, married a Japanese person. So that's why I'm here now. My wife's Japanese. Um, so that's my story. Um, there are, you know, one way if you want to study, you know, there are lots of, uh, like I know Osaka has probably Kyoto too, um, a lot of uh, Japanese language schools. So you could save money and uh, register at a Japanese language school to learn Japanese. And then uh, they'll, why that's good is they'll help you get a visa, you get a student visa. So you could stay here. I don't know how long. I I, I don't have a student visa, but um, maybe a year, something like that. You could stay for a while and study Japanese. So I guess that's the best way. I don't know for sure because I'm not usual. You know, I'm married, so my my visa, my my permit is uh, you know connected to my family. Sherlock Holmes, Jack, 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 Jack Songer, Iristamov says, what about Sherlock Holmes or book club? Yeah, that's a good idea. We could do a Sherlock Holmes book. I'll add it to my list. Send me a message on Gab and remind me, but I'll add it to my book club list. Sherlock Holmes would be great. That'd be a cool one. That could be a good one. Um, I need to check the English level. That's all. I need to just check. But, you know, Brave New World's really difficult. So... Yeah, we could do Sherlock Holmes. That's a nice idea. Someone else asking me about 5G. I don't know. Guys, I don't know about 5G. Sorry. Oh, Castaneda's books is another one. That would be interesting. I don't know if everyone can handle that. <laughs> uh... Hi from Russia. What do you think about Castaneda's books for a book club? I mean, I found them very, very, very interesting. I'll think about that one. Th those are pretty out there, you know. <laughs> those are very, very out there. Oh, this is crazy. In says, uh, AJ, you know, Iranian students are not allowed to dance in class. How to add some energy to my class as a teacher. Can you just jump? Can you just jump up and down? So not dancing, not music. You don't need to use music. You can just jump up and down and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, like you're cheering for a soccer team, right? Like you're like the Iranian national team just scored a goal and everybody, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to dance. You don't need to use music. Just jump up and down and yell. 
Or you could do jumping jacks. You could even do exercises. If you're if that's not good, then you could just do like, all right, we have a five minute exercise break. Everybody stand up. All right, jumping jacks. One, two, three. That's less fun, right? That's less fun, but it would energize them. I recommend the jumping up and down and yelling. Like celebrating and smiling. All right. Can you talk about uh, NKSA20 says, can you talk about your teenage life and traveling more? I was shocked when I know that you was a geek. <laughs> really? I should find a picture. I'm a little embarrassed by my teenage picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a total geek. Oh, yeah, I could tell you what. Send me a message on Gab and remind me. That would be a nice that would be kind of a funny podcast if I talked about that. But yeah, as a kid, I was a geek. I played Dungeons and Dragons, you know, role-playing games. I don't know if you guys had those in your country, but uh, I was super, super into that. Kind of like fantasy books like Lord of the Rings, uh, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. So, total geek in high school. And really, even through college, I was pretty much a geek as well. A nerd or a geek. High school and college, both. And it really, I, I became... I stopped being a geek probably later in my 20s after grad school when I started to travel. I went off to India and then I started becoming kind of a world traveler. And then I really grew up at that point. I gained a lot of confidence from traveling alone to all these different countries. So it changed me a lot. Changed me a, a huge amount. Um, and uh, so, my I, I started traveling in my late 20s. It was not 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 younger. It was... It was um, my first time traveling, I was in grad school when I first went to India the first time. Yeah, kind of funny. So yeah, if you're so all you geeks out there, don't worry. There's still hope for you. You still have hope. Get out there and uh, take chances and get a lot more life experiences. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Of course, we play D and D's. All right, great. Yeah, I have a lot of good memories of playing D&D. Dungeons and Dragons is what it, it's a game, role-playing game uh, with my friends in high school. A lot of really good memories of that. It was it was fun and I played war games. We played all these uh, historical war games, which I actually might be interested in doing again with my children later when they get older because it's a cool way to learn geography and uh, at least military history. There were all these great board games, you know, all these different wars like, you know, one of my favorites was called Russian Campaign. It was all about the World War II, Russian, you know, Russia against Germany. And you had all these little pieces and you play it. You know, one person would play Germany, one play would play Russia. There was one for World War II, all these different wars and things. And those war games were really cool and fun also. I had a lot of great memories of that. So, I don't, I don't have any bad feelings about geeks or any of that. Sandro. Cherubini asks, when are you planning to visit Italy, Rome? Visit again. I've been to Rome twice. I love Rome. Um, maybe in two years. Maybe. That's a maybe. But possibly we will do some kind of trip to Europe two years from now, we hope. We'll see. I will announce it, okay? I'll let you all know if I'm going to 
when I travel somewhere so I can meet people. So, um, Sandro, you know, Max, one of our great uh, members is in Rome as well. We need, uh, Wasim says, we need motivational books reading together. Yes, well, I'll probably do a mo another motivational book for our next fiction book. So what we do is we alternate fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. Our next book will be Your Money or Your Life, nonfiction book about financial freedom. One of my favorites. Uh, it helped me become financially free. It's very useful. Uh, and then after that, we'll do a fiction book, probably something motivational, uh, very positive, very, you know, motivating. Something much less depressing than Brave New World. <laughs> oh, cool. Tayaki says, I used to play tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, me too. Like GURPS. Right. I, I never played GURPS, but I heard of it. Cool. I'm not the only one. Nice. Oh, and then finally, Med is, at, is reminding me again. Thank you, Med, because we are going to do this. I, this was a suggestion, uh, I don't know, two days ago or something. Uh, do a movie club. Movie club is a great idea. We have to do The Matrix first. That has to be our first movie. Let me rewatch The Matrix myself first. I'll rewatch it soon, maybe late this week sometime, and kind of take some notes in my mind about you know, how to divide it and how to do it as a movie club. And then we'll choose a day for movie club. I think we're doing book club on Saturdays, maybe movie club on Sunday. We'll see. But uh, I do like movie club. Now, the one thing is, the disappointing thing, because of copyright and YouTube, I can't show the movie. I can't show pieces of the movie even. I want to be super careful about that because they are very aggressive about uh, banning channels that use Hollywood movies. So I can only talk about the movie. I can tell you which part to watch and then I can talk about it, but I'm not going to show it. You have to you have to watch it yourself. So you have to get a copy of it yourself. The Matrix. We'll do The Matrix first. We have to. Uh, it fits also with Brave New World, so it'll be a perfect combination. Brave New World and The Matrix together. That's powerful. Um, so... Yeah, we'll do it. Maybe we'll start in a couple of weeks. I'll give you maybe a couple of weeks. Go find a copy of The Matrix online or uh, get a DVD. Abdul Malik Huja says, what can you do to raise up your self-esteem? The main thing, you know, the main thing to do is to challenge yourself. Overcome difficult things. That's what really long-term really increases your self-esteem. Right? Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself, feeling good about yourself, feeling that you're a good person, that you're, you're, you have confidence, self-confidence. And the best way to do that is you've got to challenge yourself. Now, a, a great way to start is just physically challenge yourself. Do physically difficult things, you know? Do a long hike that's going, you have to train for. Start doing weightlifting and try to, you know, and lift heavier and heavier weights or do body weight and do more difficult exercises or do become a runner or a cyclist or a triathlete you know and and push yourself to do difficult events and this will start to help travel helps like i said in the beginning i was when i was such a geek uh and my confidence social confidence was super low and the 
when I was young. But all that traveling alone, especially, all that solo traveling, really, it was difficult sometimes, but it really increased my self-confidence a lot. So that's the best way to increase your self-esteem. Ah, Vladislav with a nice idea. Maybe we could do the movie club at BitChute. Then you could show pieces of the movie. Hmm. I need to check. I don't know if I can stream on BitChute. This is the problem. BitChute, I don't think, has live streaming. But maybe I could do it on another channel, not YouTube. You're right. Uh. All right. Hey, on Gab, guys, do me a favor. I, I need your help. Let's all research. I need to find some video channels. And uh, I could do maybe some, find some, like Twitch even. <laughs> it's mostly video games. People do twi uh, video games on Twitch. But I have a Twitch channel. I never use it. But I just got I just got one. Um, so that's a great idea, Vladislav. We could do the video club the the movie club on a different webs on a different platform not facebook and not youtube maybe twitch or something else then i don't have to worry about it so much and if i lose my if they you know block my channel there it's not a big deal bitshoot wouldn't block my channel at all um but i'm not sure if i can uh i'm not sure if i can stream on bitshoot i can stream on twitch i know that we'll check on this this is a good idea we won't do it on youtube Excellent. I like it. And it's a chance also we can build up another channel maybe. Oh, I'm still waiting for your blockchain technology show, AJ. It'll be great. Yeah, um, I could talk about it. You know what I really you know what I'd like to do, Abraham Ali? I'd like to interview someone about that because it's uh, fairly technical. And while I have a very general idea of it, I don't feel very confident um teaching about blockchain i don't think i know enough and understand the tech the technology behind it enough um to do a good show about it uh what i think the better thing to do would be to find a blockchain expert and me interview him maybe a couple i could do a few interviews on this topic with people who are experts then we could all learn including me so if you know of a blockchain expert who speaks english again Message me on Gab or Twitter, and that that's the way to do it. I think that's what we should do. Hello, Mike775 says hello from Bogota. Always watching your recordings, first time live. Nice. Colombia. Now, this is hard. Who? I only got two more guys. I got to go. Humber46 says, hey, Jay, please tell me some movies or TV shows for beginner level. Well, that's hard because there are not many. <laughs> Maybe some little children's shows, but you're probably not going to enjoy them. They'll probably be kind of boring for you. Um, the truth is most TV and movies are, are at least high intermediate and most of them are advanced because they're for native speakers. So quite honestly, I, I don't know any. Uh, beginner level ones unless you're looking at like a cartoon for a five-year-old something like that um yeah so sorry 
Uh, That's why you have to kind of increase your English first, then you jump up to the more difficult movies and TV. Ah, Namaz. Okay, I'm going to, this gives me a chance to promote my friend. So I'll do this and then one more question and then we're done, guys. All right. What about Spanish learning without teachers or classes for beginners? Well, (laughs) unlimitedspanish.com. My good friend Oscar Peyus in Barcelona, Spain has wonderful, wonderful, wonderful beginner lessons. He's got a beginner set and then he's got kind of what I would call a high beginner set. I have used those lessons myself and I love them. They're mini stories. He uses that mini story technique just as I do. Oscar's one of my students. He learned English from me and I've learned Spanish from him. Uh, And, you know, if I ever, when I decide to uh, start improving my Spanish again and, you know, maybe if I go to Europe and visit Spain again, I'll try to study Spanish. It's been four years, no Spanish. But uh, when I want to wake up my Spanish, I will probably use his lessons again. So, unlimitedspanish.com, unlimitedspanish.com. That's the best place to start as a beginner. It'll bring you up to kind of that low intermediate level. After that, there's a lot of great resources in Spanish. There's tons of stuff in Spanish. Um, Link is one, L-I-N-G-Q.com. They've got some good content on there, link.com. That's Steve Kaufman. So when you start, uh, when you're, as you finish Oscar's lessons, Unlimited Spanish, then you could go to Link and now you get more difficult stuff. Uh, there's also a cool magazine I liked called Think Spanish. Think Spanish. I think they have French as well. Think, and it's just articles. It's like a magazine, an audio magazine. So you get a book, you can, like an ebook. Um, and they have like a vocab list, you know, so you understand all the vocab. And then they have an audio. Someone's reading it. So you get listening and reading. That's a nice one. There's a podcast called, the I think it's called News in Slow Spanish, where they talk about the news, uh, but they, they speak slowly in Spanish. That's why it's called News in Slow Spanish. Um, so there's a few. Those are all pretty good. There's, there's a huge amount of stuff in Spanish. You know, English, of course, you know, there's a huge amount, but Spanish also, there's so lots of people want to learn Spanish. Uh, especially lots of English speakers because in America, that's the number two language is Spanish. So, it's you can find tons of stuff in Spanish. Yeah, here's a someone endorsing Unlimited Spanish right now. Ripsime Petrosane says, I use Unlimited Spanish, just the best method. I agree. I, I love those lessons. Unlimited Spanish is great. Oscar is just a nice person in general and he's a great teacher so there you go abra says extra spanish on youtube that's right so no problems all right guys let's uh let's last question okay ibrahim ali we'll go with ibrahim ali and then we're done he's uh that question about um easy uh tv Ibrahim says, Breaking Bad is not so difficult. It's good for learning English. Yeah, it's not beginner. (laughs) Breaking Bad is definitely not beginner. Um, But it is a good one. And you'll learn some pretty cool, like, casual English. The great thing about that one, you'll learn some lots of slang. There are two characters in Breaking Bad, the main ones. And one's like a young guy who uses a lot of slang. He talks like a teenager, right? And then the other one is an adult 
who who does not use slang, who talks more like standard English, right? And so these are the two main characters, and uh, you. But it's a cool story. <laughs> it's really most people really find it very interesting. So Breaking Bad, give it a try. You could try it. I don't know. It's all right, guys. I think that's all. Um, lots of love to you all. Remember, active. Stay active. Stay active when you're learning. Keep your energy high. If your mental energy is good, you can relax and sit down. It's fine. But anytime you feel your energy dropping, go for a walk, jump around, do anything you need to do. Keep your body and mind active. It's good for you anyway, but it will help your English learning too. Lots of love to you. I will be back again tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. Bye for now. And as always... Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com.